regular people are taking their knowledge and content, packaging it up in an online course, and they're making a living doing it. But not everyone is successful with online courses. There's a right way and there's a wrong way. And I'm here to help course creators actually succeed with online courses. Hi, I'm Jacques Hopkins, and this is The Online Course Show. And off we go. Welcome aboard. Glad you're with us. I'm your host, Jacques Hopkins, and we have our co-host. What's going on, Dr. K? Oh, I'm uh, sitting here uh, shivering in anticipation uh, to find out which course platform you went with. Well, that's what this is about. This is about which course platform that I've chosen Plus just a, an honest, hopefully honest and unbiased review of, of a lot of the options out there because there's a reason there are so many options out there and no one is is right for everybody. And that's what we're getting into today. This is also, I don't know if you're aware, the very last episode of 2020. Excellent. Episode 161 here. And I went back and looked and it will be our 49th episode of the year. Wow. So we missed three. We missed three. But 49 is, is not hey. bad. I was hoping to get to 52. That's pretty great. But there were uh, there were three times throughout the year where we just could not get out a weekly episode. But I feel very good about going into 2021. Going into 2021 compared to 2020, my business is just in such a better place. The team is mm-hmm. is much bigger and better than it ever has been. And I feel pretty good about that 52 episodes going into 2021. Fun. Yeah, I think that uh, I can speak for all the listeners and it's just fun to follow on your journey. Man, I appreciate that so much. And uh, among those episodes, there's been several where where you kind of came to the table with uh, with some awesome information as well. So it's been a lot of fun. In this particular episode, we are talking about online course platforms. So here, here's the plan. And I know you you didn't, I didn't share any of this with you ahead of time. So So stop me at any point, ask questions. You be the voice of the audience throughout this presentation, throughout this discussion. So my plan is this. I want to talk about kind of my history as it goes with course platforms, where I started, where I've been, where I'm now, and why I've been considering changing which course platform I'm on. I'm going to talk about all the different options that are out there. I'll tell you what I've picked and why that is. I'm going to try to be as unbiased as possible as we go through this process, right? When I get a uh, you know a kickback from ClickFunnels, when you sign up for ClickFunnels, that causes me to be a little unbiased, and I acknowledge that. Um, so I'm going to do my best to take out any bias, not um, not skew these opinions based on how good somebody's affiliate program is or not, and so on. You can stop me if you feel like I'm I'm being unbiased uh, in any way. Also want to mention that what platform you pick is not the most important thing here. This is not the be-all, end-all that's going to define your success. What's more important is the content that you put out there, the overall experience you're providing for your students, the hopefully transformative nature of what we're doing. I've talked about it many times, but transformation over information. And at the end of the day, actual student results to me, that's the most important thing. And I think no matter which platform I pick, because there's a lot of good ones out there, I could make my course and courses successful, my students successful. Is that a fair disclaimer? That sounds great. And then we're going to look into what platform might be. Once I tell you what which one mine is and go go through some of the, the big ones out there, we'll go over which platform might be right for you, the, the listener out there, depending on your needs and, and your students' needs and so on. And then I kind of want to wrap it up. I want to look at the USP, unique selling proposition of each one. And, and I want to go through this exercise where we actually go to the website of each of these platforms that I looked into and see what their what's their pitch, what makes them different. You know, I, I really encourage listeners to read the book Expert Secrets by Russell Brunson. And one of the big messages in there is you want to give your audience and your students a new opportunity, not an improvement opportunity. So with all these different course platforms out there, are any truly like unique in trying to do something that others are not, or are they all just kind of the same thing? You know. So that's my plan. Does that sound good? That sounds great. So we'll start with my history with course platforms. So I started Piano in 21 Days in 2013. And as you know, David, it wasn't all just rainbows and butterflies. 
There was a lot of obstacles, especially at first. It took me about eight months to go from idea to actual launch of my course. Most people have heard my story by now. I didn't actually make a sale that first day, made one sale the next day. And it was like one of the happiest moments of my life, even though I only made one sale. It was like a hundred bucks. But for the first time, somebody had actually paid me money that wasn't like my paycheck for my job. It was amazing. So um, one of the biggest obstacles in 2013 was simply the course platform. Like I could not figure out having content behind a kind of a paywall and then having users have a username and password. And that sounds crazy in late 2020 because of all the platforms out there. I mean, there's, there's hundreds. Right. There's hundreds of options out there. Whereas in 2013, there was very few options out there. And most of the ones we're going to talk about today didn't even exist in 2013. So that was a huge, huge, huge headache. I ended up using something called Sensei, which was a WordPress plugin. Um, it was actually a, a WooCommerce plugin, which is like the number one, just like uh, e-commerce plugin for WordPress. And then they have this e-learning uh, plugin as well called Sensei. It wasn't great. There were things I just, at the end of the day, couldn't figure out. And when I was going to launch, I realized that there was like, I don't remember specifically what it was, but there was something about it that just wasn't going to work. And so I had to scramble at the last minute and, and find something else. I ended up using uh, something called Optimize Press um, and then their membership plugin, which is what allows you to have like a username, password, um, have certain pages that you can't get to unless you're logged in. Um, that part of it was called Optimize Member. That's what I used for a couple of years was Optimize Press, Optimize Member. That was, that was pretty good, pretty good. I think it's still around, but it's not near as popular as it was back then. And then in about 2016, a friend of mine was like, hey, have you, have you read Dotcom Secrets, this book? It's, it's pretty awesome. It, it talks all about funnels and stuff. And I was like, no, but it was, it was a guy um, that I trusted. In fact, I think his name is Dean Dwyer. He's, I think the first person I ever interviewed on this podcast way back, I want to say like episode 16 possibly. And so I picked up the book and it was fascinating just learning about all these different types of funnels. And of course, I realized now like the book itself was a funnel and it makes you really want to sign up for ClickFunnels. So that's when I switched over from Optimize Press to ClickFunnels. And it was great because I could easily make funnels. I was making all these cool, uh, these cool funnels and it was a lot easier than an Optimize Press. And it was just a bonus that you could also host your, your membership, your course inside of ClickFunnels. So this is 2016 and I moved everything over to ClickFunnels and I liked it so much. I even moved my whole website over to there, my, my homepage, my about page, my FAQ, and like my whole business other than emails was over in ClickFunnels for a couple of, couple of years. And I, I realized that email was not what ClickFunnels did best. So I pulled that out and put that on ActiveCampaign, which I absolutely love. Uh, but ever since then, since 2016, my funnels and my course, my piano course, have been on ClickFunnels. Even today, we haven't fully moved over yet to this new platform yet. So that's that's where we stand now, and that's how I ended up um, on ClickFunnels. And it's it's served me well, and I think it's still a great option for beginners. It's probably the simplest course platform that exists. I was talking to Nate Dotson yesterday. And I told him which platform I picked and I was asking him if he, you know, maybe wanted to try that or some of these other options out there. And he's like, man, I just, I love the simplicity of my course in ClickFunnels. So there is still, it's still viable. In fact, David, your course, it's in ClickFunnels, is it not? It is. Yes. Thoughts? You like it there? Well, yeah. I mean, it's it's fine for my audience. Um, I mean, again, there's the whole there's all these factors. There's user friendliness, but also your audience. So, let's say you're making a course specifically for graphic designers. You know, serving that course in ClickFunnels would be kind of like uh, serving spaghettios in a fine dining restaurant, right? <laughs> it's like the aesthetics are not there. I mean, you can try to fancy it up, but at the end of the day, it's it doesn't have the user experience and the design elements that somebody that's that's making a course for graphic designers needs. Well, to piggyback off that example, imagine a course for course creators. And I've definitely gotten I've gotten complaints from people inside of my programs on the online course guy side of my business. It's like, 
dude, this is not a great looking course. Like there's not many features. And so, and, and I get that. Whereas my piano students have never complained about it. it. It gets the job done for the most part, but they're probably also not as aware of the possibilities as well. So with, with just right at 6,000 students now, um, like I said, ClickFunnels, the, the membership site there has served me well, but, but it's time to move on. So here, here's the reason. Here's what I don't like about ClickFunnels as a course platform. It's limited in its features. And that's some people, some people that's a plus, right? That we've, we're talking about that. There's lessons, there's sections, there's lessons. And then within each lesson, you can put some text and some downloads and, and videos. Like it's, it's the bare bones, minimal viable course software you could possibly have. And for me at this point, that is a con. For some people, it could be a pro. This, this drives me crazy. For some reason, the password reset function almost never works. So if my students go to try to log in and they forgot their password or whatever, there's a forgot your password link. And it just like less than half of the time actually works and, and this, their support is, is no help. And maybe other people don't have that problem, but that drives me crazy because student success and their experience and everything, that's, that's my number one, my, my number one factor here. And if they, they can't even log into the course, that's a huge problem. Next that I don't like is that they don't seem to be actively developing the platform. It seems like they they made it and it's like, okay, now we're we're gonna put our whole development team on funnels, which is fine. They're good at funnels. That's what they that's what they do best. And so I'm going to continue to use ClickFunnels for its sales funnels and probably move to something else for the course because they're not actively developing the course platform, at least from what I see. They don't have video hosting. A lot of these platforms we'll discuss today, you can actually upload your videos right to the platform and you don't have to use like a Wistia or a Vimeo to host your videos. So ClickFunnels doesn't have that. It is not mobile optimized. A lot of people access my course from a mobile device. Let me give an example of a problem there. They have this big navigation. There's this big navigation menu on the left and then your course content appears on the right. But if you access it from a phone, then the navigation is so wide that it fills the the width of the phone. And if you click on a lesson, the lesson information actually pops up below the navigation instead of on the right. Well, when you do that and the content appears below the navigation, if somebody doesn't realize they need to scroll down, they think it's just not working. That has caused so many problems. Fortunately, I had a coder on Upwork code it to where anytime you click on a lesson, the screen automatically will scroll to the top of that lesson. So it hasn't been a problem, but that's 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 kind of ridiculous that I have to go get some custom code put in to to make something that silly work. And then there's no so this kind of ties into limited features, but there's no community element at all and there's no events like it's just information. So those are my um those those are what I don't like about ClickFunnels. Did I miss anything? Is there anything you don't like about your course in ClickFunnels that I didn't hit? No, I mean, there's there's workarounds and jerry rigs that can be done. I mean, I think that you could add a Facebook uh, conversation below your lessons. I mean, there's these workarounds, but they look like workarounds. And they absolutely are workarounds. So earlier this year, I decided it was time to to look around. Like, I'm sure there's better options for me out there. Let's let's figure out what uh, what's going to be best for me. And And look, that's daunting because there are so many options out there. You know, the, the online course community, the Facebook group that we have for, for this audience, I remember polling them earlier in this year, hey, which platform are you using? And I left it, I left it so they could add their own options. And there, there was like 25, diff- you know, I started with like 10 and by the end of it, there was like 25 different things in there. And so it's, it's overwhelming, but I also wanted to find, I really wanted to find the best option for me and, and my business and my students. So I've really been going on a deep dive the past six months and looking at as many uh, of them as possible. And it's not possible to look at every single one for sure. But in my opinion, there's basically three categories of course platforms. And, and some people will call them LMSs, learning management systems. That's kind of the technical term for this. And uh, Jason Dion and I talked about these three categories a little bit back in um, 154, which Jason's got a good perspective on this stuff. 
So uh, if you want to hear more details about like kind of these categories, you can go back and listen to that episode. But one category is these marketplaces like like Udemy, Skillshare. Um, the newest one that I've seen is Mastermind, which is like Tony Robbins and um, and Russell Brunson, where they do the marketing and you provide the content. That's what these marketplaces do. So that's that's one category. And that's not for me, but it is for some people. Um, the second category is what I'll call fully hosted SaaS. Okay. That's that's kind of what I'm calling it. SaaS stands for software as a service, um, meaning that they take care of any any server hosting, like everything is on them, you use their software, their service, and you don't have to really worry about anything else from like a hosting and uptime and that type of thing perspective. So these are your Kajabis, Thinkific, ClickFunnels, and so on. That makes sense? Third category, self-hosted SaaS. Typically, self-hosted SaaS is going to be some kind of WordPress plugins. There, there are others. Moodle has something, but in general, your self-hosted stuff is going to be on WordPress. So the most popular one out there is called LearnDash. There's also Lifter LMS. There's a lot of WordPress plugins that you can use. I mentioned two earlier, Sensei, uh, Optimize Member, and so on. With these, there's a lot more like customization, but there's a lot more potential headaches and problems too. Because you have to, you have to pay for the server you're hosting all this stuff on, and um, then the more the more users, the more bandwidth you use, you got to have bigger and better servers, uh, and so on. So there's pros and cons, but those are the three categories: marketplaces, fully hosted SaaS, self-hosted SaaS. Got it. I got it. All right. So for me, the most important features that I'm looking for are, well, first of all, the ones that I mentioned about not liking about ClickFunnels, it'd be ideal if whatever I choose didn't have those problems. But then in addition to that, there's three things. One is course and community in the same place. I'm trying to get off of Facebook with my communities. The reasons, there's, there's a lot of reasons. One is distraction. There's ads on Facebook. There's notifications. You go there with the intention to get into the piano group and and ask a question or see if you can help somebody else or see when the next live stream is and then you just get pulled into the to the to the latest fad uh that's being advertised to you this and that or or some political debate you get roped into uh and it's not necessarily serving you very well in that way. I do recognize it can work the other way around meaning you jump on Facebook like maybe to kill some time and then you get pulled into the piano group. It's not all bad on Facebook, but I think the cons outweighs the pros at this point. And then, then there's privacy concerns and just overall contributing to bad habits. And for for that, uh, man, have you have you watched the Social Dilemma yet? No, I haven't. <laughs> Watch the Social Dilemma. It will make you want to get off of Facebook. I'll just say that as well. Um, so that's a documentary on Netflix. Highly recommend it for anybody out there. Um, but but there are pros to being on Facebook. But like I said, I think the cons outweigh uh, the pros. So uh, course and community in the same place. I've said this before. Like I could move to something like a circle, which is just a community. Uh, but I don't want users to have to go to one place for the course and another place for the community. I want it in the same place. Two is I would like events and the ability to do my live streams inside of the platform because right now I do go live with my students once a week in Facebook. So I need an alternative to that. And three is I would like to be able to wrap all of this up and have it be in a branded mobile app as well. I think that's especially important for my particular audience because piano apps are a thing, piano learning apps. And my uh, the demographic of my students also skews older and older people typically um, prefer apps as well. So those are kind of the three um, main things I'm looking for. Not as important, but something that I've been looking at as I evaluate things is it's nice to have, it'd be nice to have video hosting to where I don't have to host it on, on a Wistia or Vimeo. Be nice to have some sort of gamification features and so on. So that's that's my list. Let me let me stop and, and give you the floor if you have any questions or comments, and, and then we'll move forward. 
Um, no, I think I think that sounds great. I agree with all those lists. I think that'll ex- greatly enhance the experience. Okay, there's a few disclaimers throughout this, and and here's one. I'm going to tell you what I pick shortly, but what I pick doesn't mean that you should pick it too. I'm talking to you, David. I'm talking to everybody listening. There's going to be a lot of people who it might be a good fit for, but just because I pick it doesn't mean you should too. And somebody in the Facebook group, I think uh, I think said it best. Neil said, "I know I'm in the minority here." but I don't really care what platform you pick. I'm sure you'll pick the right for your students in your business, but it'll have no impact on me and mine. Right. Fair. Right. But um, I, I got to say that that particular Facebook comment feed was really interesting just in the way that people have enjoyed watching your journey. Yeah. There's a lesson for other people that have their own communities is that people like I don't know. I think people people are invested in your decision, even though they're not planning on changing their hosting anytime soon. But they've enjoyed kind of watching a horse race and and just kind of wondering and doing their own research about which direction you're going to go. So I was really amazed at, at just the way that people have have gotten excited. Same here. And that's I've, I've kind of leaned into that a little bit, dragged it out a little bit, teased it and so on, just because I know people were excited about it. Um, but I'm not I don't want to drag it out any longer. So are you, are you ready to hear what I've picked? Well, no, no, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta say like the way that people are excited, we got to take the reveal to the next level. So I, oh, I have gosh. a list. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm always brainstorming, but, um, your mission, uh, should you choose to accept it? We got to take the reveal multimedia. And so, uh, this is kind of inspired by the, all these baby reveals, but I've got three different video reveals that you could choose from, or you could come up with your own. And uh, if you decide to take my instructions here, if somebody goes into the um, into the actual show notes, they'd be able to click in and watch the video. <laughs> but um, so option number one, Jacques, is uh, you would get two different pies. So what's your favorite kind of pie? Pecan. pecan. No doubt. Pecan. I was wondering yep. how you pronounce it. I guess that. So pecan. So get a pecan and a cherry pie. Um, assign each one as one of these top two choices and then uh, take a piece two pieces from each, uh, set the one that you didn't choose off to the side and then cover the other in whipped cream. Get your daughters there and let them smash pies on dad. <laughs> so, and we'd be able to see which one you went with. So option number two, uh, we've had a recurring theme in the last couple episodes about a cold shower. So option number two <laughs> is you get to get some Kool-Aid packets, cherry and uh, like a green apple. And uh, then you got to take a shower head off in your house and stick some Kool-Aid in it. <laughs> oh my goodness. And then you got to get in your swimsuit and a white shirt. And then we get to see your daughters turn on the cold shower on you and uh, okay. see if your shirt turns green or red. All right. So option number three, you might appeal or you might like this one the best since you're the big sports fan, but uh, you can actually get these baby reveal baseballs. And so uh, we'd assign, yeah. assign pink as one of the top two choices. Blue is the other. You get to throw the ball up in the air and swing like you're trying to win the Stanley Cup. And, uh, and just see that thing explode with the color that you chose. So are you suggesting that we actually do one of these three? Because, you know, we're, we're recording this three weeks before it'll actually air. So are you saying in the next three weeks, we need to record something like in this? In the next three weeks, you're, you, yeah, you and the kids record it and then just put it in the show notes as the top one. And if somebody wants to watch the reveal as a video, they can do that. Hey, it's next, it's next level. You're. It's That's next your level. thing. You never make it. You never make it easy on me, man. I was ready to just tell you what I picked, and now you got to go do all this. So that, that third one is doable, though. The third one is pretty doable. You know, you got to remember, I've done two baby gender re- reveals before, and one we did uh, balloons, where I think it was a certain color confetti inside of the balloon that we popped, and then the other one was uh, was eggs. Once again, I think it was confetti, but you had to crack the egg open to see what color. Uh, was on the inside. In both cases, it was pink. And now I'm a girl dad, which is fine. <laughs> but I, I know I know about these reveals. And so if I end up doing something like that, which I don't appreciate you adding work to my plates, um, the top two would be Mighty Networks and Buddy Boss. Very nice. Okay. And it's interesting because I put a poll in the in the online course community um, on, on what people think or thought I would pick, and I've, I've certainly dropped hints here and there, and, and I haven't. I've been 
somewhat transparent without blatantly say, saying what I picked. But you know, the community has done a good job, and those are the top two uh, vote getters. I think Mighty Networks is the is the top vote getter that people think I'm going to to go with. And so those those are the top two. You, you care to guess which one it is? Um. Well, I think. Well, you got to remember, Buddy Boss. You'll explain it more, but Buddy Boss sits on top of LearnDash. So if you combine those two, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. All right. Yes. Well, yeah, my guess is definitely Buddy Boss. Correct. That's the one. So here's what happened is I, I fell in, absolutely fell in love with Mighty Networks. Absolutely. Especially after talking to Gina. I don't, I don't remember what episode that was, but we'll link to it in the, the show notes. And there was so much to like about it. I loved that it was a community platform first, and then they added courses later. And, um, and it was really nice. They released this new events feature that was super slick, and I started playing around with it. There's certainly people in the audience that, that, that use it, and they, they inform me of the kind of the pros and cons of it. There's one lady in Next Level Courses, Celia. Shout out to Celia because she, she loves Mighty Network. She let me be a student inside of her Mighty Network, and, and I got to play around with it there. But it, as it turned out, there was, just, there was just a couple things about it that I just couldn't get past. They do charge like a transaction fee. If, if somebody purchases through uh, your course through their system, they charge like a 2% transaction fee. Now, that does vary depending on what level you sign up for. And then also they have their really high tier plan is the one that comes with uh, branded apps, which is what I was looking for. And it's, 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 it's very expensive. It, it's, it's, I don't know that they would want me to tell, say exactly how expensive, but uh, it's, it's definitely in the five figure range. And that's a yearly fee for this particular level. And I'm telling you, David, I was so close to signing a contract for that, but they have to. They have to, uh, they're in a- Apple's pocket, like, or maybe the other way around. Like, they're, I was going to have to charge a price for my course that ended in 99 cents. Like, it, they're tied to Apple's pricing model for their app store because of the app situation. So I was going to have to charge like $299.99 or $399.99 or $499.99. And I just didn't like being limited in that. Like, one of the things I'm looking for is, is customization and not being held back in any way. And then the last thing I didn't like about Mighty Networks was they didn't have a tagging system, which I found very strange. Like, I like being able to tag my students with certain things for certain access restrictions, and they just didn't really have that. And so for some people, that won't be a problem. For some people, none of those things will be a problem, and Mighty Networks could be a good fit for you. But those kind of three things really, really made me not want to sign the contract. I'm telling you, I had it like printed out, I was ready to sign it. I just, I just kept. I just kept not signing it because I'm like, oh, but there's these things, right? Right. And then all of a sudden I came across Buddy Boss. I had never heard of it other than a few past guests actually briefly mentioning it on the podcast. Had you, had you heard about it until recently? No. Again, um, I think I shared a clue with the podcast listeners because I was listening in your next level courses and somehow you mentioned Buddy Boss um, when you were talking with one of the students in there. And I was like, what is that? And I looked it up and, and all of a sudden in my Facebook feed, it started saying our new Buddy Boss app is coming soon at Boss. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, wait, this is a clue. So I asked you about that back in the, uh, oh, it was just one of the episodes where, where we talked about the things that were going on in the next level Q&A. Yeah. So there's just, there's a lot to like about Buddy Boss. There's a, there's a lot of downsides too. And I'll certainly talk about those. Because now I'm talking about getting back into the WordPress plugin side of things. And I did have not the greatest experiences before. There's a lot of problems with that. But the reason I'm going with Buddy Boss is, first of all, the sheer amount of possible customization. I can get it just almost exactly like I particularly want it to be because it's WordPress. Like That's one of the cool things is WordPress is, is like the number one website platform in the world. So there's just like probably millions of WordPress plugins out there and just about anything you want to do, you can probably do. For a lot of people, that's not a good idea because you could break stuff, right? And even even with me, like I understand that I could do some customization and then Buddy Boss updates, the plugin updates and it it doesn't jive with some of the 
customization we did. So, I mean, I, I wasn't going to go down this path unless I had a like dedicated person kind of owning owning that because I understand the, the problems that come with that as well. So that's that's one of the disclaimers that I'll give is if you're going to go this route with Buddy Boss and, and it, you got to have LearnDash as well, and I'll talk about that, but you're going to need somebody who knows servers, knows WordPress that could kind of manage this for you. You don't need a full-time person, but you need somebody dedicated and responsible for it, for it, for the updates, for the upkeep. Um, I mentioned that some past guests had mentioned using it, and I, and I didn't really know what it was at the time, so I couldn't really lean into that. But Dr. Marty Ginsburg from episode 147, she uses it, loves it. Um, Tim Topham from episode 69 uses it, loves it. Both of them are actually extremely, extremely successful uh, course creators. And and as I say that, I'm looking at their names. They're actually both more membership sites, to be honest with you. But that's because Buddy Boss is actually so social. Like it's built to be this big social, like it's it's like installing your own social network. Okay. That's what Buddy Boss is. It's, it's kind of creating your own white labeled uh, social network. Gina, uh, the, the founder of Mighty Networks, kind of talked about that in our episode. She was talking about how you could, with Mighty Networks, you can be your own Mark Zuckerberg of your own network. And I think this takes it even a step further because you're not tied to all of Mighty Networks' uh, features that you just cannot change or customize in any way. But Buddy Boss is a lot more open because it's it's on WordPress. So the customization is is one of the main reasons I went there. Community, obviously, is very, very important to me. And it's got that. And then just the icing on the cake was the app, right? So when I first discovered Buddy Boss, they had this announcement. It's like the next big thing for Buddy Boss, the Buddy Boss app coming soon, you know, sign up here to to get informed. So I didn't know exactly what it was going to be when I first came across Buddy Boss. But when they announced it, I think it was the beginning of November, they announced what it was. It was exactly what I was looking for. Like, literally packaged this whole thing up and turned it into branded apps. And it wasn't it was like a hundred dollars a month or something. And they had a an add-on package for like around eight hundred dollars where they would like do it all for you and they would submit it to the app stores and make sure it all works for you. So I bought that as well. And so my investment is going to be far, 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 far less than Mighty Networks. Plus hopefully I'll be able to do the extra things that I that that I wasn't able to do in Mighty Networks. So, uh, Buddy Boss is the social network, right? It's not the, technically, it's not the LMS, right? It's not the course part. So, it integrates seamlessly with LearnDash. So, Buddy Boss and LearnDash go together as far as I'm concerned. Some people, I guess, like um, like anybody that's that's come on and had a membership site where they didn't necessarily have an online course could use Buddy Boss without LearnDash. It does work without LearnDash, but most of the listeners here would would want both. So you install you install both and they seamlessly integrate together. So in my poll in the community, I separated them out and I think I think the guesses were like Mighty Networks number 1, Buddy Boss number 2, LearnDash number 3. So a lot of people were on to me, but nobody called me out. I mean, you just did on the podcast a few minutes ago, but nobody was like, "Wait, wouldn't you need Buddy Boss and Learn Dash? Like nobody said that in the comments. Oh yeah, somebody did. Okay, well maybe I just missed that. But that's it was kind of a trick question because I say I'm going with Buddy Boss, but I'm going with Buddy Boss and Learn Dash, going with both of them. And I had kind of made up my mind of several weeks ago, and then I talked to Jason Dion from episode uh, what was it 154? I mentioned it earlier. And if, if you guys listen to that episode, you know that Jason is moving off of LearnDash onto Thinkific. And I kind of made up my mind going into that conversation. And that's why I kind of patient. It's like, wait, tell me about all the downsides of LearnDash. Like, t- give me, give me, I needed all the details from him. And a lot of times I'll use this podcast as an outlet for like getting information for my actual business. And so that's why I pressed into him so, so hard. And we've actually had a lot of conversations off air uh, about it and he's he supports he supports it he feels he feels pretty good about it his business is so different than mine but that's that's what i've that's what i have uh, chosen to do what do you think that sounds great um so yeah i guess i'd just like to 
learn more about like the costs of uh, LearnDash. And then now you're going to, you're still going to be paying for your video hosting yeah. through Wistia. It's just a lot of, a lot of moving parts, but. Yeah. So the, the, the one big thing it doesn't have is the video hosting. And I said, that's kind of one of the things I was looking for, but the category I ended up picking was that third category, the self-hosted SaaS, right? And you're just not going to get video hosting on something like that. That's just not, it's not congruent with being self-hosted. But I'm able to get just about everything else. Um, for gamification, um, there's, a, there's a WordPress plugin called GamiPress, G-A-M-I, uh, which seamlessly integrates with, with BuddyBoss. And um, we've already done a ton of customization to it to where it doesn't even look like other buddy boss sites like it's my it's my own thing it's like this white labeled platform some people asked me months ago like are you going to develop your own platform i have no interest in doing that like that sounds like such a such a headache that's not something that i particularly would want to do and there's so many out there but with buddy boss and learn dash and wordpress i kind of am able to do that but it not be near as difficult so why should somebody not choose this option? I mean, I've alluded to it already. It, it could be an absolute nightmare for you. I do not recommend you start here. If you're a beginner, don't start there. I promise you, please do not start there. You have got to have, not only, I, I recommend if you go this route, like have a person dedicated. Like even if you find somebody on Upwork who's just like, hey, five hours a week, forever, you're responsible for this installation in the server. Like, I'm suggesting you do that, but you also have to worry about where you host it as well, right? If you go sign up for Teachable, then you have an account and you upload things to Teachable, your Teachable account. You don't worry about like, okay, what server is this actually living on? But with this, you do. Like, you got to figure out where this stuff is going to, to live, just like you would a WordPress site, but it's more important because you have to worry about server load um, and all your users and how many users are playing a video at one time and so on. And then, as you mentioned, it also doesn't include video hosting. So, so those are the downsides. So please take this with a huge, huge grain of salt. So you're saying that it doesn't pass the Nate Dodson Ooh, test, no. right? Oh, no, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. It does not pass the Nate Dodson test. And, you know, as you know, I'm, I'm pretty technical. Like I'm not, I'm not a big server nerd or, or that. I, I know some coding. I'm not, I'm not a coder, but I'm pretty technical. So that's another reason I feel comfortable with this solution is because uh, minor things I can troubleshoot and fix myself. Not that that's the goal by any means, but for somebody super non-techie, all the more reason you would need somebody available to to help you with this. How confident are you that you are not going to have to pay Apple the 30% or there was an update that maybe it would drop to 15%, but how confident are you that, that that's not going to happen at some point here? Or what is the what is the workaround where you don't have to pay Apple? Yeah, so so we'll get into that in future episodes because here's here's another disclaimer, right? We haven't actually launched yet. We're getting very very close. We're we're populating all the content. It's looking great. It's working great so far. We're beta testing it a little bit so far, but we haven't actually launched yet, and we certainly haven't launched the app yet because Buddy Boss made the announcement in November, but they're not rolling out the first apps for people until like February. Right. So I'll keep everybody updated along the way as we go. I'll keep you updated. Um, that they say that they have ways around that. Like they're, they're going to help me. That's one of the reasons I paid the extra to, to, for them to help me. That's not, that's non negotiable. I'm not going to pay Apple 30% of my revenue on sales. We're going to find a way around it for sure. Right. So remember that. Like I haven't actually launched it yet. And I will be, I will be completely honest. It's possible that it doesn't work out. And six months down the road, I'm not using Buddy Boss, right? Keep that in mind. We're not actually on it yet. This is the path we're going down. We're launching soon. And, uh, and I'll, I'll keep you guys posted on, on how it's going. Okay. So let's talk about what else is out there. We talked about Mighty Networks. We talked about Buddy Boss and Learn Dash a little bit. What, what other options are out there? Um, they're, like, it seems like the options are endless. It, it's, it seems like new ones are popping up all the time. Yeah, I'm sure in a year from now, there'll be, there'll be 50 more that come out. And so I certainly can't mention them all right now, right? So uh, you know, if you're listening to this and, and I, don't, I don't say one you're thinking of, or I didn't look into one you're thinking of, like, please don't email me like saying, hey, why didn't, you, why didn't you mention or talk about this one? Like, that's, 
almost impossible. I tried to talk about the most popular ones out there for the most part, but but just keep in mind, this is not exhaustive by any means, okay? So historically on this podcast, I've kind of talked about the big four of course platforms. You know what they are? Thinkific, Teachable, Kajabi. ClickFunnels. Yeah, those are those. I've called those like the big four historically. Here's the new big four, Buddy Boss, Kajabi, Thinkific, and Mighty Networks. Teachable, you're not. Yeah, come on. I do not like Teachable. I do not like Teachable. I do not like it. That's that is one of the the my least favorite ones I've evaluated uh, of all the ones we're going to talk about. And I'm going to get to Teachable, but I do not like Teachable. I like these others. I like these others a lot. Okay. So these are my new like top four, big four that I'll recommend to people. Kajabi is awesome. In fact, you asked me a few episodes ago if you thought maybe that's the one I picked, I think. I think so. I mean, it all comes down to the value of the branded app and whether, whether that's really worth it, which I was thinking, I mean, like if you, let's say that you, (laughs) I mean, you could assess the value of that if you asked every customer like, okay, you know, the price is $497 with a Kajabi app, or it's uh, $547 if you get a, a Piano and 21 Days app. I mean, you could actually, it's, it's interesting, just like mental kind of like exercise to say, what's the value of the custom branded app? Would people actually pay $50 more to see the app safe Piano in 21 Days? That's fair. I am, as you know, dead set on this branded app idea that could blow up in my oh, yeah. face, but... <laughs> I'm just, uh, I just think my students would really appreciate that. So Kajabi is great. It's, it has everything. Okay. That's the thing about Kajabi. It's got the email in there. It's got community. It's got, you can even, you know, they pitch it as you can build your whole website. You can have a blog there. It's the best, in my opinion, like all in one platform for that. You pay for it. It's one of the most expensive as well, but you got to keep in mind everything you're getting too. To me, the biggest downside with Kajabi, other than you can't have a branded app, but this kind of goes hand in hand with that, is that there's not, from what I've seen, there's not really an open API, meaning that it's it's kind of closed down. You can't really tie other things into it, which is unlike Thinkific, which I'll talk about in a second. That's the that's the biggest downside. They have a um, they do have a mobile app. There's a Kajabi app that you could get your students to download and access your course through that, but it's not a branded app. Um, so there's a lot to like about Kajabi. You look at a guy like Graham Cochran um, from RecordingRevolution.com. Um, we'll, li- we'll link to in the show notes to what episode he was on, but he runs his whole business on there. In fact, he's got two businesses because he's he does kind of what I do where I've got the music uh, course business, but then he also teaches online business as well. And for that, he just uses his uh, name, GrahamCochran.com. And he runs both businesses entirely in Kajabi from the website to the blog to the emails, to the courses, to the membership, to the community. Everything is Kajabi. He's a huge fan of it. He promotes it. You know, they have a good affiliate program too. So it's, it's, in fact, I was recommending Kajabi to somebody the other day. Like they came to me, somebody I know personally, and was like, hey, here's my needs. I was like, you know what? I think Kajabi is actually a good fit for you. Thinkific is another great one, okay? It Can actually- we talk a little bit more about Kajabi? Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. All right. Well, a couple questions um, with the Kajabi. I know that you're appropriately like geeky about email deliverability, and you want an appropriate amount of automation. Is your assessment of Kajabi's email that it's adequate for for somebody that wants their emails to actually hit people's inboxes? Yes, it is. It's not. It's not as feature rich as Active Campaign, which I use for my emails, but overall, it's good enough for most people. And, uh, and it's, I seriously considered Kajabi. It's, it, there's a lot to like about it. Yeah. And the other thing I'd mention is that there was a conversation somewhere in the Facebook group about branded versus non-branded app. And like two people chimed in and said that they now have four or five courses all in Kajabi. And they view that as a huge uh, benefit is that they can jump in there and, and go to whichever course that they like. So um, it's just hard to anticipate all of your your uh, members' needs, and and obviously this whole online course space just keeps growing. Yeah. Have you ever tried to like read more than one book at one time? Sure. It doesn't. 
I don't know about you, but it, it doesn't usually end well for me. Like if I, if I start reading a book and I get a third of the way through and it's like, okay, wait, I really want to read this other book. I start that other book. I usually don't finish the first book, right? And I think courses are the same way. You don't want to go through multiple different types of courses at the same time. And that's what I want to do for my piano students. I want them to be fully ingrained and immersed in piano and learn as quickly as possible. And so if they go to their app and there's the piano app, but there's also the coding app and the the brewing your own beer at home app. It's like, no, like let's not learn all these things at the same time. Like let's learn piano and then move on to something else. That's, that's fair. My, that's usually I have like one fun book and one nonfiction book. That's what I do too. I'm usually reading one fiction and nonfiction at a time. But uh, when I start getting into like multiple nonfiction books at the same time, then I'm not going to finish it all. Right. You ready to move on? Yes. Thinkific. It's it's a big. In fact, when I polled the audience earlier this year about uh, which which platforms they're using, this was this was number one. This is probably the biggest, probably the biggest one. Really cool. This is what Jason Dion's moving on to. Um, it does have more of an open API, so technically, like a, some sort of custom app, branded app that then ties into everything that's inside of Thinkific, seems like it's possible, but it would it would cost a lot in development to be able to do that. Um, and it also doesn't have the email system from what I've seen. So it's not quite as all in one as a, as a Kajabi. Um, and I don't think that it's meant to be an all, all in one platform. I think it's, it's meant to be focused on online courses. So Kajabi, you would choose if all in one is important to you. Whereas a Thinkific, it's maybe more if, if open API is important to you. And then Mighty Networks. The biggest thing about that for me is like community first. It was a community platform first. It's very focused on community. The community elements in Mighty Networks far superior to Thinkific and Kajabi. And so if that's important to you, then consider My- Mighty Networks because they also have courses as well. It also does events really well too, um, but I've told you the, the disappointing things about Mighty Networks as well. Those are the big four, the new big four. Got it. As far as price goes with these and the others, from what I've seen, for the most part, price reflects features. For example, Kajabi is probably the most expensive one, but it's got the most features overall. Um, Now we'll get into some more budget options, but in general, I'm not like, I'm not going to rank things on a scale of one to 10 uh, on a bunch of different factors like price, but just in general, you kind of get what you pay for. Does that make sense? Well, give us a rough idea of what a a beginning course creator might spend on Kajabi. $160 a month, right? They have multiple plans, multiple tiers, and don't quote me on that. But um, And then you could pay up to $350, $400 a month, depending on how many courses, how many many students, and so on. But you look at like a a Members Pro, which is just, just the course software, right? Just the course side of things. It's a lot cheaper than Kajabi, but it doesn't have the email and the community and uh, website and blogging and all that. So I just wanted to give that little disclaimer about price. So I think, let's get into some categories here. Best choice for established course creators. I would say either Buddy Boss or Thinkific. Okay. That's my recommendation. Maybe Kajabi, but I would say either Buddy Boss or Thinkific. Okay? Okay. Bootstrappers on a budget. Okay? I got a few, cate- I got a few for you here. So ClickFunnels is still viable. And especially if you're already using ClickFunnels for your funnels and you're trying to bootstrap things, then use the, use the ClickFunnels course platform. You're using it. Nate's using it. A lot of successful course creators are still using it. It works for what it is. So consider that if you're bootstrapping things and you have a ClickFunnels account already. Members Pro. It's, uh, I think their, their lowest tiered plan, I think is $40, $40, $39 a month. And it's, it's, one of the best uh, just course platforms. I had the create one of the creators on an earlier episode, Chris Benetti. Love them. Love those guys. They're doing awesome things. And I'm really excited to see where Members Pro goes. I could be on Members Pro in five years or in three years. You know, if they add some of these features that I would love to see. But if you're bootstrapping things, you just need a course platform. Members Pro, I'm looking at it now, starts at $39 a month. I know people that use it and love it. It could be a good option. Um, couple more like bootstrapping options, New Zindler, right? Uh, Jono talked about that in a previous episode, how it doesn't do everything like really, really well, but it does it good enough. And it's, 
um, it's pretty inexpensive because it's new. It's the new version of Zendler and they're kind of still beta testing it. So you can get in on a lot lower price than it's going to be. And that's kind of an all-in-one system. They have a lot of components inside of there. So it's worth checking out if you're on a budget and want that all-in-one thing. Also, Podia. Podia also pitches itself as kind of all-in-one, um, but it's it's a lower-priced option for that. Probably not going to get as good a stuff as Kajabi, but if you don't want to pay $160 a month and you want to pay $60 a month for kind of the same features... Hey, Podia, New Zendler might be uh, might be a good option. If community is most important to you, consider Mighty Networks. If a personal touch is most important to you, I'd recommend Members Pro. I think that's one of the one of the big uh, things you're getting there is you will probably get to know the creators if you sign up for Members Pro. This is a category you suggested, and I have a good I have a good option for it. Rookie of the Year, kind of a newer one, one to keep an eye on. Have you heard of this one, Experienceify? I think I saw it in the list, but no, I haven't. XP, it's like experience if I, but it starts with an X, X-P-E-R-I-E-N-C-I-F-Y. Very interesting because their big pitch is, hey, in general, people buy courses and don't finish them. Their big thing is we have we have uh, AI technology that, um, like three X's uh, actual completion rates, which is really cool. It's really cool. I looked into it. They certainly don't have community or an app or any of that, but it was very interesting and something worth worth checking out and worth keeping an eye on. Others that I looked into at least a little bit uh, or, or people have mentioned in the community, uh, Teachable, I just don't think it's anything special. I don't love the environment. I don't know why you would ever go with Teachable over, say, a Members Pro. They're both just course platforms. Members Pro is a lot um, less expensive. And in my opinion, it's better. I don't know why anybody would ever use Teachable. Okay. It's got a pretty, it's, it has a huge user base though. So I don't know. It was, um, it was one of the early ones and then people like Pat Flynn getting behind it certainly helped. This is just my opinion, but I don't like Teachable. Got it. But they do. Ha- do they have an app? They do. I don't know if they have a mobile app. They have the whole My Teachable thing, where like you were talking about with Kajabi, you can log in and see all the courses you've bought on Teachable. Uh, I don't know if they have a mobile app or not. I would. I would like to think they do, since they have that feature already. Okay. Um, Circle, which is actually like an offshoot of, of Teachable. People left Teachable, started Circle. People asked me if I was considering that. The thing is, it's just community. It doesn't have the course features in there. But from what I've seen on the community aspects, it looks amazing. And I think if they add course features, it could be pretty awesome. And I have to think they're working on that. Maybe not. I don't know. Kartra is another popular one. Pretty sure it's made by the same people that made uh, like Webinar Jam, EverWebinar. I just don't really like those. Webinar Jam and EverWebinar are very clunky, support's not great. Like, I just don't love those. So therefore, I don't even want to try Kartra. I know that that's that may not be fair. I've heard from other users that their support is not great, but it is another all-in-one platform. And then we have something called 10X Pro, another all-in-one platform. I don't know why you would go with 10X Pro over a Kajabi if you're looking for all-in-one. Just my, just my opinion. Uh, Disciple. This is an interesting one. I, I actually looked into this pretty hard. Disciple is actually a community-first platform, but they don't have courses. They they had some features in there that made me think I could kind of put a course in there. They had something called folders, and you could put content in there. But and and they also will make you a branded app too. So Disciple was very interesting. I didn't. I don't understand why they don't have courses, but Disciple looks pretty cool too. And then. Um, I think I meant yeah, I mentioned Podi already in the in the bootstrappers. So a couple more disclaimers here, and uh, we need to wrap up soon because I have a pretty fun masterclass coming up for next level courses on Evergreen webinars. But customer support, in my opinion, is a very part of this, and I just am not able to rate the customer support of all of these in in a in a format like that. So so take take this once again with a grain of salt. You know. Let's just say hypothetically, like a Podia, if they have world class customer support, 
that could possibly put them in the top four. I just don't know, right? I think customer support is huge. Deadline funnel, right? This is not a course platform, but deadline funnel support is probably the best support that I've seen for any software platform ever. I've, I've reached out to, to Jack Bourne, the creator before, being like, how do you hire people? Because your support people are, are so amazing. So I have not evaluated customer support here. So that could easily jump somebody way up the list if they have really, really good support. And if you're on a platform that has great support, then you might want to stay there because not everybody does. Okay. Um, I mentioned that I haven't actually launched yet. So in six months now, you might find me on Thinkific or, or Mighty Networks or something. Not likely, but you know, keep that in mind too. Um, I want to look at some of the USPs of these. So like if I go to Mighty Networks right now, it says on the homepage, like I believe that when, when you go to somebody's homepage, you should be able to really tell what they're about and, and how they can help you within the first like five seconds. They say it's a new kind of website builder that grows with you. Website builder? Okay, interesting. The subheadline says bring together your website, online courses, memberships, and more to create your own thriving passion economy business. I like that a little better, but there's nothing that really jumps out at me as like why this would be a good fit for others. I don't need a website builder. I need an awesome place for my community and courses. Next, uh, let me go to learndash.com. And what they're saying at the top is your online course deserves the best. The only WordPress LMS created by e-learning experts. Okay, that speaks to me a little bit. E-learning experts created it. And my online course deserves the best. Okay, I'm still not getting a lot of what makes it different other than I guess it was created by e-learning experts. Buddy Boss says, sell memberships, courses, and build online communities. Okay, that's what I want to do. We make it easy for you to build on WordPress. I told you about all the headaches with WordPress. That speaks to me. We make it easy. The world's number one open source platform. It's open source. That means customization. Giving you the flexibility, control, and freedom you need to create a successful online platform. That speaks to me. That's pretty good. Um, Let's look at kajabi.com. They say... Probably should have had all these pulled up at once. It's it's loading. Everything you need for your knowledge business all in one place. Everything for, you need for your knowledge business all in one place. Okay? Personally, when somebody tries to do everything, in general, it's it feels like they're not going to be great at everything. So, but but for some people, that makes it just incredibly easy. But that's that's well said. Everything you need for your knowledge business all in one place. I kind of like that. Thinkific says. Thinkific.com, power your education empire. Create and sell online courses and membership sites under your own brand and see firsthand the impact teaching online with Thinkific will have on your business. All right. Not super different, but something. I like the empire. That one. Okay, there you go. Um, ClickFunnels. What do you think ClickFunnels is going to talk about? Hopefully funnels, funnels, right? Quickly create beautiful sales funnels that convert your visitors into leads and then customers. Beautiful. That's why I use it for my sales funnels. But that's why I also am not going to be using it for my course anymore because they're clearly focused on the funnels. Teachable.com. Teachable.com says, share what you know. Create online courses and coaching services. Transform. Oh, they use my transform. Transform your experience and know-how into a thriving knowledge business. I like that. But the, there's so many online course platforms out there. Like, that's the thing. Like, share what you know. Okay. I don't need Teachable to share what, like, I want to know what specifically is different about Teachable. Members Pro, build a tribe of raving fans. Core software that helps your members win. That really nice. speaks to me. I've, I've been hyping up Members Pro in this episode more than I expected to, but that's cool. That's different than anything we've seen. That really talks about your student more than more than you. I really like what they've what they're saying there. Kartra, I'm nervous about Kartra. Your online business made easy. Finally, everything you need all in one place. I hate when people say stuff like that. Finally, everything you need all in one place. As if Kajabi hasn't existed for years. As if Podia doesn't exist. As if uh, all these other all in all in one platforms exist, and that Kartra is finally here to save the day. 
Don't like it. <laughs> Circle, the modern community platform for creators. It's a community platform for creators. It's not really a course creator platform. We already established that. New Zendler, all-in-one course creation, delivery, and marketing platform. Okay, the all-in-oneness is not a new opportunity anymore. That's not what's going to set you apart. All these, all these, play, uh, half of these are talking about setting themselves apart by talking about how they're all in one. And I just, I'm not buying it anymore. Experienceify. Experienceify is the only course platform that builds seven powerful psychological triggers into your course. Engage more students, reduce dropouts and refunds, create 10 to 30 times more repeat buyers. Wow. Love that one. That sounds unique and new. That sounds good. Yeah. I'd invite you guys to go to experienceify.com and check out the video they have. They show you how it works. Pretty interesting. Pretty interesting. Um, Let's go to 10X Pro, another all-in-one platform. So I'm I'm nervous about this one. Finally, all the tools you need to build your online business in one easy solution. Finally. Thank goodness for 10X Pro because finally all my problems are solved. You're going to get some hate mail here for some of these. (laughs) Maybe some companies will will change their uh, headings. Uh, disciple disciplemedia.com a new era for community builders join our movement okay another this one is the same category as circle where it's just community and podia is the last one here turn your passion into income everything you need to sell online courses webinars downloads and membership without worrying about the tech so let's compare like what podia is saying to like members pro right podia is speaking to me about how i can take what i'm passionate about and, and make a living from that that's cool But I like what Members Pro is saying. It's about the student and not about me, or it's more about the student. So those are just some some USPs, unique selling propositions there. Um, I was thinking to myself, like, if I did create my own course platform, what would mine be? And just this is off the cuff. I haven't spent a lot of time on this, but I would say something like take your courses to the next level by giving your students transformation and not just information. Subheadline, the online course platform whose main focus is just one thing, actually getting your students' results. Nice. You think somebody else is better than mine? Um, oh, it's, it's, it's all kind of yoga speak in a way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. All right, David. Well, that's it. That's the reveal. That's kind of a, a, a very high-level overview of all the platforms here. Um, let me share a few links. Uh, I mean, I kind of shared some homepages already, but um, I'm not an affiliate for all of these by any uh, stretch, but if you do uh, resonate with any of these and you want to try to use my affiliate link as a way to sh- support the show, the uh, the business we have here, then I want to share some of those with you right now. I have. I'll start with one that where you get something extra by using my link. I only have one of these, but it's actually pretty great, and it's for Thinkific. If you found what I've said to, about Thinkific, I think that's right for you. You can go to oc.show/thinkific. And you will get a three-month trial of their Pro Plus Growth Plan, which is like 99 bucks a month um, for free. Three months, free trial. Wow. Pretty awesome. I think normal is maybe a month, which is still pretty awesome. But if you go to oc.show slash Thinkific, three-month trial of... And it's not even their bottom-level plan either. It's a really, really good plan. So check that out, oc.show slash Thinkific. Um, and then here's six of my affiliate links that you don't get anything extra. This would just be if you're going to sign up for it anyway, and you want to support me uh, for Buddy Boss, it's oc.show slash buddy. For LearnDash, it's oc.show slash LearnDash. For Mighty Networks, it's oc.show slash mighty. For ClickFunnels, it's oc.show slash click. And you actually do get some extra stuff when you do that one, by the way, uh, at least for, for, uh, for, a few more weeks, but you, you at the very least, you'll get my ClickFunnels templates if you use that one. Um, for Members Pro, it's oc.show slash Members Pro. And uh, for Experienceify, it's, uh, that's kind of hard to spell. So it's just oc.show, oc.show slash XP. XP. Um, so that's it, uh, David. The, all the show notes, all these links, all these references back to old episodes, you can find those at the, the show notes at oc.show slash 161. Any final thoughts, questions, comments, David, before we get out of here? Yeah, just, uh, you know, I think that a lot of our listeners resonate with Nate. So just one more time, if Nate came up to you today, 
He hadn't built a course and uh, he said, what platform should I put it on? Which platform would you put Nate on? What a great question. What platform would I put Nate on? Um, I would say for his particular situation, possibly Mighty Networks. Possibly Mighty Networks. I was thinking maybe Kajabi at first because it's all in one, but he's he's already on Active Campaign. He knows Active Campaign. He likes Active Campaign for his emails. No, but he hasn't even built. Oh, you're saying yet. somebody like Nate situation. who's uh Nate, but he hasn't he hasn't released a course today. He's like one of the members, but most relates to Nate. Kajabi. Okay. We're talking about a non-techie person and it's all in one place. Kajabi. Awesome. All right, David, thanks for joining me here. Uh, I got to bounce and, and help the next level course people um, learn some new things about evergreen webinars. Um, hope you guys have enjoyed this. Uh, hope you'll hope you'll join over, uh, jump over to our Facebook group to discuss this further. Uh, it's likely that that won't be there forever either, but I'm moving everything on my piano business first. And then if that goes well, I'll probably do the whole buddy boss and community thing for the online course guy brand as well. But for now, you can head over to Facebook and search up the online course community if you want to join the conversation. For more online course uh, success resources, including how to join next level courses, which is kind of like my inner circle, share literally everything to the detail with those folks, um, head to the online course guy.com. It's all there uh, for that particular one. You would just click on next level courses at the top. Hope you guys enjoyed this. We'll talk next week. Until then, get out there and make some next level courses with transformation and not just information. Bye, everyone.